and gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. I'm Cassie Holland, and as always, honored to be joined with my co-host, Stacey Johnston. Stacey, how are you today? I am fabulous. I'm en route to spend some quality time with my mom, and it's a beautiful day, and I am so looking forward to this conversation that we're fixing to have. I, I love these. It gives me good mind candy for the week and something to think on and play on into my life. I really love it. What do you right like here. about it? I, you know, I like the, I like the diversity of understanding. Uh, we think we get in our mind that we think we understand what a word means and how it plays into our life. And we pick a word for the year and we really focus on it. But until you open up dialogue and have a conversation about what that word really means, it's hard to understand that there could be three people at the table looking at the very same word and there's three completely different concepts of what that word means or looks like or how it's verbed. And I think that's intriguing to me. It's very interesting to see how that all plays out because it, just because their definition might be different than mine doesn't make anybody wrong. How about you? I enjoy the light it shines on being open to other perspectives. You know, I, I think it's a it's a very cool, it's a safe space. You know, everybody can come and have a conversation, agree, disagree, whatever. But, you know, there's not, there's no right or wrong answer. Like you said, there's a, everybody that has come on our show so far has make, I don't know, normalize being, one of instead of the one, and I think that's pretty awesome. So, today we have a guest joining us all the way from Canada, and she's been with us before, so we're glad to have her back, and her name is Megan Dickinson. Megan, how are you today? I am wonderful. Very much looking forward to this conversation, for sure. These conversations are super fun. So, Megan, today we're going to talk about the word journey. Journey. When you hear the word journey, yes. Okay. So when you hear the word journey, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, A series of experiences. Okay. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, that's okay. (laughs) I mean, my first instinct is a series of experiences. So um, what I found in life is that you're often presented with a choice and you can take one of many answers to that choice and that will lead you in a direction which becomes uh, another chapter in your journey. Your journey can be very small. It could be, um, you know, going into the sixth grade is a journey, or graduating high school is a journey, going to university is a journey, dealing with cancer is a journey, getting married is a journey. This series of experiences that are within that context all make up what becomes your journey. And it may be a finite experience where there's a distinct beginning and end, or it may be something that lasts until we're no longer on this earth. So that whole, so it could be a very short period of time or it can be a very long period of time. 
And I think you can be in multiple journeys at the same time because the set of experiences with one thing add to the value of that journey, but they may not be integrated into another one. Mm. I like that. Stacey, what, is that? what about you? You know, I, I think my concept of the word journey is is a lot like Megan's and comes from somewhere different. I think I, I think it means it's meant different things to me at different periods of my life. Right? I think journeys meant different things to me. And so when I look at it now with, with what I know and where I stand, when my husband and I got married a very long time ago, a friend of my mother's gave us a postcard in a frame. And she said, this is the most important thing you can ever remember. Happiness, joy, and life is not a destination. It's a journey. And never forget you don't arrive there. You always have a quest to get there. And so it, it, I think it opened that up to me that, that journey is life. It's all the things that come away. And just like you said, Megan, it's, it's the pieces of things that we encounter along the way. It's the knowledge we acquire. It's the wisdom we turn it into. It's sixth grade and high school and dating and marriage and and health and wellness and illness and recovery and it journey is so many things. But I think if you don't look at it as an adventure, then it's you just see the things. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. When I when I hear the word journey, the first thing that comes to mind is your story. Mm-hmm. You know? Your journey leaves the footprints and the blueprints and, you know, all of the things along the way because you don't go through what you go through for nothing, right? So your journey sets the path. And maybe, like you said, it's not even for you, but it's your story. It's your, it's your legacy. What did you do with the hand that you were dealt? That's your journey. I like that word legacy included in your journey. I think that's something that um, we don't often think about until much later in life or when faced with a health crisis. What's the legacy you're going to leave behind? And your journey up until that point, you're right, absolutely right, Taffy, is that that all becomes part of your legacy. How did you live your life until the end and how will you be remembered? How will your journey be captured and remembered and spoken about and written about and what, what sort of stories will evoke conversation in the people that you touched in your lives as all part of your journey and all those players who made your journey colorful and rich. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard a, absolutely. A, a gentleman was talking one day about, you know, he said, I drive 26 miles to a French restaurant that I went to with a girl in high school because they have really good French onion soup. He said, I go to the movies with my mom every Friday night because that's what my dad used to do. He said, I do all these specific things that I've experienced with all these people because really what I am in the end is just a mosaic of all of the beautiful people that are in my life. And so 
your experiences, I mean, yeah, you might have driven there by yourself, but you heard about that place because somebody else went there. Right? It's not ever it's not ever alone. So your your journey is, is, is your story. I think it envelops so many different things. Which is why you have to be so careful what you allow into your space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting that you, you brought up you're not alone. I think recently the journey that I've been on because of my my health diagnosis, I got it right around the time COVID shut the world down. So I went through most of it alone. I sat in waiting rooms alone. I drove myself to the hospital alone. I sat in, you know, with doctors alone. And But I never felt lonely. Um, mm. So I think that's a, that was a clear distinction, is that I wasn't alone on my journey. I was alone in those moments, which make them scary, but I would never alone in the whole journey as I had so many people around me who cared and supported and showed up whenever I needed them. So your, your journey is definitely made up of beautiful people. And I wasn't alone in the room with my doctor. I wasn't alone in the room for a test. There was always a voice over the intercom checking on me and things like that. But it's the distinction between alone and lonely, I think. Because your journey, if you take it from, you know, the time you arrive here to the time you leave here and everything else is just stories within that journey, you can be alone in parts of it. You can be lonely on parts of it. You can be loved. You can be isolated. You can be happy. You can be at peace. There's so many different elements to that journey. And the people that you surround yourself with add to that journey in so many different ways, whether it's they give you an experience or they give you support or they give you perspective. And that all helps shape your journey. Absolutely. We're, we're all walking from where we started home. We're all going the same place. We're all headed home. <laughs> like you said in the beginning, Megan, we just take different routes. We have different experiences. We have different things that bring us through. But if the grand overall had designed, if, if God for me had intended for me to walk this journey all by myself, I'd be the only one here. But that's not what's intended because I think it's intentional that if you are open to it and you see it and you whisper it and you speak it to the, to the universe, right, put it out there, then those people that you need to come alongside you to encourage that journey or help you get to the next destination or walk it with you, give you that support. They're there along the way. And they, uh, I think it's beautiful to see who is put into the journey with me. I really love to meet people, right, and, and to, to figure out all the people in the world, how come you and me today? You know, what's that cross? I feel like they're there because we have something to gain from each other to add to that journey, to, to carry us home. So I, I love the concept of it being a shared experience of travel through life. Mm-hmm. Cass, how about you? I tell my kids all the time, I said, you know, in the end, we're all just walking each other home. So you might as well be kind while you're on that journey, right? And I tell them all the time that that journey is important. You know, so people say, 
you know, well, I have nothing to show for however many years I've been alive. I think people mistake having physical things or, you know, tangible things to show. They mistake that for what's important in the end. You know, it's, it is, it's time spent, it's tuning into, you know, your kid's love language, it's whatever it may be, I just, I think that people look past the meaningful things in life because they think that they have to have a you know, by the time I hit this age, I have to have this done, and I'm not going to look successful unless I have A, B, or C, right? So they think that they've failed at the end of their journey. But what they don't realize is that the things that they did on that journey might have inspired, you know, this many people or changed this person's life on that day or whatever it may be. I think that you have to... It's like yeah, give yourself- I think it's interesting, like right now for me personally, I'm struggling with my journey because how I defined myself before cancer and how I'm defining myself with cancer, I'm having a hard time accepting what's now my reality. And one of the things that some of the people around me have helped me understand is that what I did in my work, which was I taught, I coached, I mentored, I led, I'm now doing that in the cancer community, which I hadn't recognized myself. So sometimes when we feel a little lost in our own journeys, there are people around us who will guide us back to understanding how we're contributing, not in a nominal way, but in a a spiritual way or a holistic way. And it's interesting when sometimes we struggle with our own journey and what that means if there's been, you know, a sharp turn that we weren't, we weren't anticipating. How do you accept that new destination of your journey? I mean, the end is always, if we, if we think about the journey as from the beginning to the end, the end is always the same, but the path we take is very different and it can be, we can think we're headed in one direction and then something comes along and changes the track altogether. And what can happen is you can struggle with that new section of your journey. And if you've been blessed enough to surround yourself with people who have watched and paid attention, they can really help you understand that there's value in the new journey and that you are giving back in the same way, just maybe in a different forum. And so when you, when you, I think it's interesting when you struggle, you know, journey is not always this, this lovely, um, enjoyable experience. Sometimes it's really hard and, you know, you seem like you're trudging and you're struggling to move through the day. And if you admit that to others and you put it out there that you are having a hard time with it, if you've been blessed enough to surround yourself with the right kind of people, they will step up and help move some of that toughness out of the way and help you 
gain the traction to move forward and understand what your new purpose may be, what your new calling might be, let's say, and help you exact, accept your new journey, your new piece of your journey, I think. I think that help absolutely comes along the way. You know, I think it, I think it matters how you show up in your journey and in other people's journey and your acceptance of other people's truth coming into your journey, right? Just, just like you said, you, were, mm-hmm. you thought you were this one thing and now you're beginning to see yourself as this other thing. And so you'll find, I think, those people come alongside you to support you in that transition, in that, in that detour, right, on your journey. But I think you have to be open to that and allow that to come into there because they'll come. And they'll bring you that peace that you're looking for in this new place that you're headed. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's so important that we're open to it. You know, that, that journey, if we, if we get so focused that that's the only way that it can be, we run into roadblock after roadblock because we're not willing to open the door. And then if we look at someone else's journey and we go, okay, that's what I want. So... I'm going to get behind them and I'm going to mirror their footsteps and I'm going to walk that very same journey and then I'm going to have the very same outcome. I think that sets us up for, to be disappointed so many times because that's not our journey, that's theirs. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a, to me, that's hope, right? They got to the other side of it, so, so can I, but not necessarily by their, by their path because it's my journey. And I just think there's beauty in recognizing that. I think there's a lot of peace in that. I also think that normalizing, not having a pinpoint end game needs to happen. Because I talk to so many people and they still, I don't know if they are still, if they're pressured from society or whatever it is, you know, but. You know, they think, I've, I'm, I'm 30, I'm not married, I don't have kids, I, I haven't done this, it's too late for me. It's, you know, it's too late for that. And why? Normalizing being okay with not knowing is totally okay. You know, you don't have to know what you want to be when you grow up. <laughs> uh-huh. If that makes any sense, you know, there's a... Um, a movie clip that was going around for a long time and it was Robin Williams and it was this, he was talking to this guy and he was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do tomorrow. He was like, I, don't, I have no idea. And Robin Williams was like, the universe says, you know, that that's how exciting. How exciting is it that you have a clean slate and an open canvas for your life? You know, so I think people that don't have, you know, a clear, maybe a clear vision of what they want. Because, you know, when you're a kid, everybody wants to be something when they grow up, right? But at some point, people keep asking you what you want to be, and then they start telling you that that's not normal and that that's not going to work and that you can't do that. So you have to rearrange how you feel about your dreams, right? So I think people get lost. And then they feel like they are unsuccessful in their journey because they don't know what to do next. Right. I see that. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Megan, how do you feel about that? 
I think I love that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, I'm in my 40s, and I still don't know, and it's changed. So, I I mean, I loved my career, but now I can't have that. So now the next question is, what do I want to be when I continue to grow up? And Mm -hmm. you're right. I think everybody set, not everybody, but the majority of people set these expectations about themselves. I'm, I'm 30. I should be here in my career. I should be, you know, I should have this much of my debt paid off. I should be married. I should be thinking about kids, I should own a home, like it's like, I should, I should, I should. And what they forget is to celebrate what they have done and where they are. And if they don't like where they are, then they have, they have to make a series of decisions to change where they are, right, instead of comparing. Because I think when we compare our lives to others, especially what we see on social media or, you know, just the highlights that people give us, it's going to lead us to feel so inadequate in what it is that we ourselves individually have accomplished in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. But if we look at what really, really, truly speaks to our core and our soul and what makes us happy, it doesn't matter what the person next to you is striving to achieve or how they're getting there. Right, Stacey, you said, if you step behind someone else's path in, and you think you're going to get the same destination, you'll be disappointed every time because your skills are different, your destination should be different, your journey will be different because you have different players, you have different um, histories that you bring to the situation, you have different support mechanisms, right? And so I think we all need to stop and celebrate what we ourselves bring to the table and really evaluate what's important to us and work towards those things, not what society has said we should be doing or we should be accomplishing, but how can we give back to the world in the best way possible while being genuine to our own needs and continuing to grow as a human being every single chance you get. Beautiful. Agreed. So let me ask you ladies a question. How do you keep a sense of adventure in the journey? It, we've talked more than once that things like motivation, self-discipline, those things that we hear people say, oh, I wish that was a character trait of mine. Those, in fact, aren't character traits. They're byproducts of your attitude. So how do you keep the journey adventurous as in the monotony of parenting, in the everyday coaching, in the in the, in the world that we get, find ourselves getting every day in, how do you keep the adventure in that journey and model that? Kath? You stay a kid at heart. You know, I think this might be a little deep, but he says, when, again, when we see through the eyes of the children, we will inherit the kingdom, right? So I think that once you start looking at life, like everything is, exciting again, right? Even even the, the, the daily BS, right? The DMV. Whatever it is, there's always something to be done. And if you don't believe me, ask my children because they can turn anything into a game. Hmm. I mean anything into a game. So everything is super fun for them, right? Everything is exciting. Everything is an adventure. Even when they clean up their rooms, my daughter has gotten on in a habit of singing the cleanup song when she cleans up her room. So she's like singing, dancing, and cleaning up her room. 
right? So hmm. I think we lose that, that excitement somewhere along the way that everything is an experience, even if it's not new. Good answer. I like that. I like that concept. Megan, how about you? I, I think mine would be very, very similar. Um, bake it at heart. Find the joy. Um, life can get really monotonous. Every day you wake up in the same place, go to bed in the same place, see the same people. But if you open your eyes, you can see new things every, every day. I mean, I look out my window right now and I'm seeing the leaves changing, which in my city is absolutely spectacular. I am in my 40s. I have seen it every year since I was born, and I still love it. I still love going for walks in nature to see the new life and the new growth, and then when the trees shed their leaves and how beautiful and saturated the colors become. And it's those kinds of things. It doesn't matter how many Christmas lights I've seen. They still make my heart sing. Um, No matter how many times, you know, my daughter comes into the, the kitchen with me and cooks, we have fun with it. We turn up the music. We have dance parties. We make stuff that we both enjoy, right? Like we try new things. We went uh, vegetarian a little while ago, which was a big adventure for me because I grew up as a meat and potatoes kind of kid. And, you know, we've just, we set little goals for ourselves every month to try new things. And it sounds, it sounds counterintuitive to sort of schedule spontaneity, but if you forget to have fun and you forget to actually sometimes, if life gets so overwhelming, you don't have time or you don't believe you have time for fun, putting it on your to-do list actually gives you a sense of accomplishment when you do it and it brightens your day regardless to have fun in whatever capacity. Uh, Play a board game, do a puzzle, create a piece of art, go for a walk, whatever fun is for you. That's how that journey stays interesting and engaging, and it gives you things to talk about to the people that you love that are positive and inspiring rather than complaining and confounding. I love that. I love that. Ladies, I hate to get to this place, but we are at a place where we're going to have to let our audience go with respect to their time and, and to yours. Megan? Um, thank you so, so much for being here with us today. We sure do appreciate you, your time, your wisdom, and your knowledge, and I bless you on your journey. Um, we always would love for our audience to remember that we are brought to you by Line Up and Guided by Grace. If you would like to talk to us, if you want to share your story, if you want to have a conversation, we're interested in what you have to say, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. So let's close up as we usually do with some final statements. And, uh, I'm just going to leave it with the journey that you're right. The the journey happens. The journey is going to go on no matter what we do. We can't stop the process of the journey. But you have absolute control on how you live the journey. So find the joy. Find the upside. Build your tribe. Surround yourself with love and support. Be that for someone else. Be a part of that tribe for other people so you can lift them up along the way. And uh, find the stars, find the shine in your journey. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today with the word journey? I would like to leave with a challenge, as usual. But my challenge today is kind of different. I am challenging my audience today, or our audience today, I apologize, to give yourself some grace. 
just because society says you have to be married and have 2.5 kids and a white picket fence by the time you're 25 does not mean you have to. Somebody said that way back when and they had no idea. So if you don't feel like you're meeting society's milestones, reassess because you're not trying to hit society's, you're trying to hit yours. Give yourself some grace. Beautiful. Megan, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today with the word journey? We're here for a short time. The journey is from the day we arrive to the day we leave, and it's not that long of a time. So take the moment to love yourself, love the people around you, find joy, find fun, challenge the world to make it a better place. 